today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. salt water, it makes you more thirsty, and it only gets you sick. It never satisfies you. That's what Solomon is saying. Those who just try and fill their eyes with things, fill their ears with things, try and take in this pleasure, that pleasure, run here, run there. They're on this treadmill, on this marathon, and they're never, ever, ever satisfied. It's wasting time. It's meaningless. It's futile. It's vanity. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. The truth is, the things of this world will never truly satisfy us. As soon as we accomplish or receive something that we are after, the human nature in us will then ask, What's next? Today, Pastor Ed tells us that Solomon recognized this pattern. He had strayed from God and become caught in the worldly traps of fame and fortune. There, he only found empty existence and realized that only through God does existence hold value. Through God, we can look beyond these short lives into eternity. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message, The Return of the Prodigal Preacher. I had experienced a great deal of what this world had to offer. Material prosperity, fame, practically anything you could name. All these things had been pleasurable, but not fulfilling. Until my search came to an end with the person of Jesus Christ. It was then that I discovered that true life does not begin until you are born anew in him. Life under the sun is meaningless and empty and futile. And what he discovered is that life in the sun, S-O-N, is where it's at. He came to experience that new birth. His life was turned, changed. It all turned around. If you... uh, read some of the writings of Carl Jung... Uh, I'm impressed with that psychologist. His insight into human nature. He said this in one of his books. About a third of my cases are suffering from no clinically definable neurosis. But from a senseless and an emptiness of their lives. This can be described as the general neurosis of our time. Get that. A senseless and an emptiness. He put his finger right on the button, senseless and empty when we live life without God. I think one of the reasons that Rick Warren's book, Purpose Driven Life, was such a popular book that sold record numbers of copies is because it reached down to something that we long for, meaning and purpose in life. And purpose is not found outside of God. And that's what Solomon was saying. Purpose and meaning and reason for living is not found outside of God. It's not found under the sun. It's found in the Son of God. 
Now, he goes on to prove his point. He's going to argue and hammer home this truth. He's going to say, you could see the futility, the meaninglessness of life in the fact that nature, everything is so repetitious. The repetitious nature of life under the sun. Generations come, generations go. The earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets. Hurries back where it rises. Winds blow south, turns to the north. Round and round it goes. Everything returning to its course. All the streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To a place streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome. More than one can say. What he's saying here is that Life just seems, if you look at life, it's just the same. Year after year, you get up in the morning, you go to work, you have lunch at job, you come home at night, you go to sleep, you get up in the morning, you have breakfast, you go to work, you have lunch, you come home at the end of the day. Just just week after week, day after day, just this monotony. It's wearisome. What he's trying to describe is what life is like. The problem in our Western culture especially is Satan has done an incredible job of marketing a lie. People simply believe that they could find meaning in life by pursuing pleasure, pursuing education, pursuing money, pursuing position, and they, they don't realize it's just, they're caught up in the machine of life. It just keeps on going on, going on. And, and they lose that sense of purpose and meaning because you can't find meaning there. That's what he's getting at. That's the point he's trying to convey. It's all empty when you believe the marketing of Satan. That, oh, if you have this, then you'll be satisfied. Well, you got it. And when you've reached Mount Everest and you're at the top, it doesn't satisfy. It just doesn't. It can't. Do you know why? Because God put eternity in our hearts. He made us for more than just time, but he made us for eternity. And nothing in this world could fully satisfy us. It's just empty, empty. I think of uh, Billy Crystal in a movie uh, that uh, he was in, City Slickers. Remember that movie? Uh, he's standing before this kindergarten class, and he's going to give a speech on the meaning of life. Now, here Billy Crystal is, you know, and he's, and he's about to have sort of like his own personal crisis, like a breakdown or something. So he stands before all of these children in kindergarten, and here's what Billy Crystal has to say. Value this time in your life, kids, because this is a time in your life when you still have your choices. Goes by fast. When you're a teenager, you think you can do anything you do, and you do. Your 20s, well, they're a blur. 30s, you raise your family, you make a little money, and you think to yourself, what happened to my 20s? Yeah. 40, you grow a little pot belly, 
you grow another chin. The music starts to get too loud. One of your old girlfriends from high school becomes a grandmother. 50s, you have a minor surgery. You call it a procedure, but it's a surgery. 60s, you'll have a major surgery. The music is still loud, but it doesn't matter because you can't hear it anyway. (laughs) 70s, you and your wife retire to Fort Lauderdale. You start eating dinner at 2 in the afternoon. You have lunch around 10 a.m., breakfast at night before. (laughs) Spend most of your time wandering around the malls looking for the ultimate soft yogurt and muttering, how come the kids don't call? How come the kids don't call? The 80s, you'll have a major stroke. You end up babbling with some nurse who your wife can't stand, but you call her mama. Any questions? Well, we go on this cycle, and, and everything that has happened happens again, and again, and again, and again. It's like this miracle round. One generation comes, the next generation comes, another generation goes, another generation. He's pointing out Solomon, this cycle of life. Here is the point of it all. People under the sun are running a marathon on a treadmill. You never get anywhere. Just keep on running. Keep on working harder. Keep on doing more. You know, you work, all right, I want to get this, want to get that. And you're on this marathon right on a treadmill, never, ever getting anywhere. And he goes on to state this. The things in this life will never satiate, satisfy you. It says in the biblical text, the eye never has enough seeing, nor the ear its fill of hearing. Now, now think about that. I'm old enough to remember those big box TVs with the knobs on and the tubes in. Remember those? You know, and the rabbit ears, you're trying to get it all settled, you know. And I remember the first color television set. We were slow to get one because we were afraid of the radiation from the television. (laughs) And then you, you today you're, the flat screen televisions, and then they have newer screen, three dimension, all this. It's always, think about the the computers, think about the cell phone. We're, We're always wanting something more. Eyes never satisfied with seeing. You go on vacation and you say, oh, that's great. I want to go again. You're never satisfied. You're never satisfied with hearing. I remember as a young person, teenager, I liked music, and I lived in Brooklyn, and I went to Crazy Eddie's. Now, I didn't own the store, but I went there. And I bought a Lloyd stereo set. And those speakers were so big. I mean, they were the size of these chairs. You know, put them in a room. Oh, now we could have real... Do you remember those stereo boxes? People walking around, you know, right? I mean... And then they come out, okay, this is better sounding. This is, and we're on this constant thing. Oh, I want to hear more things, see more. And we're never, ever satisfied. And that's what he's saying. Solomon says it's an endless cycle. And here's the principle. People under the sun try and satisfy their thirst 
drinking salt water. You drink salt water, it makes you more thirsty, and it only gets you sick. It never satisfies you. That's what Solomon is saying. Those who just try and fill their eyes with things, fill their ears with things, try and take in this pleasure, that pleasure, run here, run there. They're on this treadmill, on this marathon, and they're never, ever, ever satisfied. It's wasting time. It's meaningless. It's futile. It's vanity. That's what he says. Now he comes to... A difficult verse at first to understand unless you understand it in the context. Verses 9 to 11. The endless reruns of life under the sun. That's what he's talking about here. Life is a rerun. Look at the text. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, look This is something new. It was all here already, long ago. It has been here before our time. What he's saying is this. It's not new. The light bulbs didn't exist at uh, Solomon's time. He didn't have an Apple computer or an Apple cell phone. He's not talking about that. What he's talking about is the human experience. What he's talking about is what he was previously talking about. He's saying that... Nothing new in terms of human relationships. People have conflicts. People are motivated by jealousy, anger, envy. All sorts of things get into the driver's seat of their heart and motivate them. And so there are no new themes. No new narratives about how we live our lives. I think this probably will illustrate it really well. Chris Ross, he retired in 2003, November 2nd. He was a reporter, columnist for the Jacksonville Daily Progress. And he wrote in his column about his journey. He said, if I've learned anything in my days at the Progress is that there really isn't anything new under the sun. One of the first things people said when I tell them what I did was usually, wow, I bet that's interesting. Something new every day. And I smile. Yeah, it beats getting a real job. But the longer I worked as a reporter, the more I realized I was doing the same stories over and over. Some of the names and places and even motives changed, but essentially it was the same old thing. Nothing new under the sun. Uh, Well, Paul said, no temptation is, every temptation is common to man. It's it's not unique to you. Uh, The trials are not unique to you. Others have gone through it. Others have experienced. You, You know, you, you fight in your marriage or you upset at work, or you have problems with the kids. Well, you're not the only family that has had that. Nothing new. on The dramas that we live. And he goes on to say this, and these are insightful words. He said, there is no remembrance of men of old, even those who are yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow. In one way, he's saying, we don't learn 
from those who've gone before us. What's that one saying about history? The only thing we learn from history is that we learn, we learn nothing from history. And that's what Solomon is saying. We fail to learn even from our own experiences. We just repeat the same stupid things over and over and over again. And he's saying, hey, recognize. Recognize that life is like this cycle. And you want to get off the merry-go-round. You want to be able to live not life under the sun, but in the sun. Not under S-U-N, but in the S-O-N, the Son of God. And, and this idea that really life is, is it, it's more than what you see, feel, touch, hear. We need a sanctified memory. Life's lessons are best saved in a diary of a sanctified memory. You know why I say sanctified? This. If your memory is not sanctified, it'll be a prison house to you. Yeah. Okay. You have a fight with so-and-so. And you remember that. What they did to you. What you went through. Now, I don't know if any of you are different from me. But I can have a long memory for those things. And I have to go to the blood and say, oh, God, help me. It's hard sometimes. To take the eraser of God's grace and just erase those things from our heart and mind and spirit. But if you remember those things, they literally become a prison that keep you from moving forward in God. So have a sanctified memory. A sanctified memory is described in Deuteronomy. Remember every road that God led you for those 40 years in the wilderness Pushing you to your limits. Haven't you felt pushed to your limits at times? Right? Testing you so that you know what you were made of. Sometimes it's scary. Whether you would keep his commands or not. See, what he's saying is this. Understand life from God's perspective. Use the paradigm of the word and the spirit to help you live out your days wisely in the son. That's how we're to live, in the son of God. How many of you here can tell me some really neat things about your grandparents' grandparents? That's what I said. Milo was one. Okay, Lee, you're one. All right. Not, not too many. A, a few, yeah, a few people can, but not too many. Look what Solomon is saying here again in the text. There's no remembrance of men of old. Even those who are yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow. Now, what it's saying in general, in general, what happens is you live, you die, and you're forgotten. I walk sometimes through the hospitals and I look at the walls where they have the CEOs of the uh, uh, St. Francis or of um, Vassar. And, and, and I look at these pictures and I could see that they represent different ages because their hair, style, their clothes, whether they're smiling or frowning. You know, every, see, every age had its, had its look. <laughs> and so you look, even though they have their names, it doesn't tell me much about them. It doesn't matter to me. What he's saying is, You live your life for an audience of one. 
you live your life for beyond just this present world for God. That's the point he's literally making. There's a passage of scripture that the apostle John writes and he says this, and this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Whosoever has the son has life. Whosoever does not have the son does not have life. See, life is not just living life under the S-U-N. It's living life in the S-O-N. He that has the Son of God has life. That's what Jesus Christ came to do. He came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. One of the great minds of all history Brilliant man, Pascal. I mean, at 15 years of age, he was inventing things and, and, and he, he had incredible insight. And he was catapulted to popularity, uh, to just uh, a place of great influence. In his early 30s, he hit a crisis and he turned the crisis into a turning point. And Pascal picked up the Bible. He came to John chapter 17. And these words blazed into his soul. In John chapter 17, verse 3, it says, And this is eternal life, uh, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. And in that moment, there was this encounter with God. And Pascal wrote something down on a piece of paper that he put in his pocket that he kept close to his heart. And when he finally died, they took it out of his coat pocket because he sewed it into his coat pocket. And this is what that paper read. Monday, the 23rd of November, in the year of grace, 1654. Fire! God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, not of the philosophers and scholars. Certitude, certitude, feeling, joy, peace, joy, joy, tears of joy. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Jesus Christ, let me never be separated from him. And he kept that in his pocket close to his heart all the days of his life. That's what it means to live life in the sun, to keep Jesus Christ close to your heart, to walk with him all the days of your life, and then God will change this big machinery of this world that just grinds people and wears them down and takes the joy and satisfaction out of life because they're looking just to that. And you will walk through and you may have absolutely nothing But if you walk with him, you have joy. You have peace. And your life really, truly matters. Solomon came to that realization. All of the fame, all of the fortune, all of the experiences that he had, they absolutely mattered. Nothing. What really matters is God.
The book of Ecclesiastes is a practical look at life, not sugarcoating the difficulties that can be experienced. However, the writer reminds us that God is faithful and has a greater plan for each of us. We can trust Him to bring us through and provide us the strength that we need, always. We do hope you've been blessed by today's message on Building in Faith and invite you to visit our website to learn more about our ministry. Our web address is buildinginfaithradio.com. That's buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll find an archive of previous messages available to listen to or download, or even share with someone you feel will be impacted by the message. Be sure to find us on Facebook as well by searching for Faith AG2. We know how important social media is in people's lives today. And by liking us on Facebook, you can keep up to date with all that's happening at Faith Assembly. We'd also like to invite you to join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area for our weekly time of fellowship, Bible teaching, and worship of our Savior. We meet each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and also on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and have many activities for all ages and all walks of life. Give us a call for directions and to find out more about our congregation at 845-462-5955. Sadly, that's all we have time for today. Be sure to join us again here on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed continues to dig deeper into the Word of God. Your Word Restore